I'm Jake Cornell. I'm a comedian in New York City, and for the past 10 years, I've been living and breathing the restaurant industry. This is a show where I'll be talking to comedians, actors, bartenders, chefs, and restaurant owners about all things going out. We'll talk about restaurants, bars, staying in, drinking, not drinking, and whatever else we want. This is Going Out with Jake Cornell. Jake Cornell. I am Jake Cornell, um, coming to you from Brighton, England. Um, I'm going to be back in New York soon, so soon. I'm so excited. With me, as always, is my producer. My producer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on two brain cells. I'm a dude producer. <laughs> it's like what Joe Rogan calls his producer. Yeah, exactly. Um, you are Katie Brown. <laughs> I'm not in Scotland anymore. I'm back in England. I feel really good about it. You just did that intro like fully at 1.5 speed. Yeah, I just like want to get it out of the way. Yeah, that's fair. We're here for the conversation. It's like, this is a problem when you and I start the conversation before <laughs> the podcast starts recording is then it's like the intro doesn't feel organic. It doesn't. So it's just like, let's get it out of the way. Yeah, yeah. I and then that. just get straight into it. Um, so you were telling me that you're pretty happy to be not in Scotland anymore. <laughs> yeah, I was ready to go. I was ready to go. And I'm not anti-Edinburgh. I miss Kate's dearly. Kate's was my favorite part. But it's like, it's like, there's, first of all, there's cold room in Brighton. There is like actually, there's like actually cold room in Brighton, which is really huge for me. Major. It's a little warmer. It's a little more. It's just like it's like Edinburgh is like beautiful and old, and Brighton is like beachy and pretty and cute. And I just was in a space to receive that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Wait, how do you know people that live there? Because <laughs> this is this is where I lived when I lived here for a year. Right. Okay. So you made these friends while you were living abroad. Yeah. And they all kind of stayed because it's a really sick town. Yeah. I don't blame them. <laughs> yeah. Not all of them are here, but like my core, like my core, like besties are pretty much all still here. That's awesome. And the ones who aren't like are nearby in like, like Worthing and London. So they just like come. That's low. Like sounds so lovely. I would yeah. Love so I'm here. And then tomorrow I go to London and I'm staying in a nice hotel for two nights to like treat myself. God nice. bless. And then I fly back. Do you know where you're eating yet? Like, do you have reservations? No, I'm going out with my friend Michelle, and I'm if she wants to go somewhere. Apparently, the hotels in my restaurant, or nope, the restaurants in my hotel mm -hmm. are really good. So I'm into the idea of doing that. But if she has somewhere she wants to take me, I'll go with her. I'm kind of like, I don't want to like overplan it. I literally just have I'm gonna I'm gonna wake up tomorrow, walk to the train station, jump on a train, and get there. I want to get to the hotel like right at two for check in, and then just like kind of bit bop for two days and really kind of like see where where my life takes me I love sort that. of vibes yeah Should, there's so many good museum I don't know if you're a museum person but there's I like did the Tate when I was here when I was there before I went to Scotland like when the because I, I was in London for two days before I did the Tate so I would do another art museum the, I do like art the museums the v Museum Victoria and Albert Museum um, is, is that like old art I do find that boring. If I am being perfectly honest, I do prefer modern. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Old art is boring. I get it. Um, <laughs> famously, it's like people hate old art. But it's like, it's like, it's all, <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I know I sound uneducated and that's because I am, but like. No, I mean, like, I like fully know nothing about art. I just go to the museums and I'm like, ooh, ooh. Like, I don't know what I'm looking at, but. <laughs> I'm never like turned on by like the portrait halls though. Like where it's like all like the Baroque and like Renaissance portraits. Like that's really not hitting it for me. Yeah. The VNA is cool though. Like you should check it out because they have. 
Oh my God, that's funny. Um, the V&A is um, cool because they have lots of like sculpture too and they, they okay, organize it. Okay, I fucks with sculpture. He fucks with sculpture. Okay, go look at it. They also have like, a coffee shop like in it that's cute. Um, and there's it's like near a bunch of other um, cool places to go. So if you don't like it, you can go somewhere else. Okay, I'm gonna investigate <laughs> that. I'm gonna investigate that. Um, what were you up to last weekend? Well, it's just like by the end of it, like bright or the thing about fringe is that it's like fully groundhog's day. Like every day you just wake up, go do your show, go out and party all night and like hang out with people and then go home and like do it again. So it was yeah. like very much that again, I've said it, I said it last week. I'll say it again. I am doing sober September when I get back. Yes. Starting, starting tomorrow. September 3rd. Oh, September 3rd. Right, right. Starting September 3rd. <laughs> um, and I just need to like, I'm so excited to like. Go to. I want to go to the gym for like three. I just need to like reset my body. Yeah, it wasn't like that bad, but I'm just like I need to get back into like the thing. Well, I also think when you're not at your own home, like you end up just like eating, like not great food. Like because yeah. you're like oh. I mean not that it's not good food, but it's like when you're not cooking for yourself, like you end up I just miss feeling like gross. so <laughs> much. I miss cooking so much. I've been on a cooking kick lately, and I've been cooking. Good a for lot. you. I know. I know. It's like mostly because I like looked at my credit card bill and I was like, ooh. Um, but yeah. <laughs> don't even get me started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cooking it is, but I'm actually wait, but don't really you find, enjoying wait, it. I, earnest question. Earnest what? question. So wait, but don't you find that like you go grocery shopping to cook here and you're like, this was just as expensive? Yes. Or are you like being cheap? <laughs> no, I mean like if you go to Trader Joe's, it's not that bad, but also it's like, do I want to like go to Trader Joe's when everybody else is in line and it's really scary in there sometimes. It's tough. It's really tough. It's really, I, you can do it with a Trader Joe's shop, but then it also, don't you feel, oh, this is like me and my broken psychology. Yeah. But then when I spend like a hundred bucks on Trader, Trader Joe's like for the week and I have like all this food, mm -hmm. yes, it's nice, but it's also a little claustrophobic because it's like, now I know it's like wasteful if I go out and do something with a friend because like dinner is at home rotting. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes, definitely. I've like, I've just kind of like made it my goal for this week to try and cook every day for no, I really respect dinner, that. but then I'm, I'm very, do you actually enjoy the process. I do like cooking. I, I like cooking okay, when good. it's not like, I like cooking when it's for just for myself, <laughs> like, or like, so, like I like cooking for myself and like Blake or something, but like, I, I don't like cooking for a big group because then you have oh, no, to that's like, not fun. That's not fun. I like cooking for like myself or like myself and like one or two other people, but yeah, it's relaxing. Like, especially for me, like doing something with, like I like to paint too, like, and I'm not good at painting, but just like anything that I can do with my hands that's like sort of productive. And then at the end, there's like a there's new like a thing. thing. I like that. So with cooking- Wait, okay. What? Sorry, no go. I keep, I keep on interrupting you. No, I was just gonna say like with cooking, that's how I feel. Like I, it depends on if I'm in the mood, but if I'm in the mood, I really like it. Have you gone to the paint sit place on Houston? No, I haven't been to, is it good? I've never, okay, well, it's just like, okay, I've been like, I find paint and sips so fascinating. Because it's like, <laughs> you do. I'm like, I, okay, like, I'm not trying to be a bitch, but like, no. when I saw them, I was like, these are lame. Like, yeah. when I first saw them, I was like, these are lame. And it looked like this thing that was like in the suburbs that like moms were doing, yes. which I'm like, and here's the thing I'm like, I'm not going to go, but like, if everyone's having fun, like, God bless. Yeah. And then it became this thing that like, I feel like in chuggy millennials were doing, I hate that I use those two words, but like, that is how I'm trying to describe, yeah. where they were like, did my paint and sip? And it's like, people who are my age who are already fully suburban moms, and I was like, this is intense. Yeah. And then it's like, and then it's somehow like reverse, like, I've never seen something like reverse get cool, where it was popular among that population, and then I'm walking, and there's like, a full, have you, do you know the bar I'm talking about? No. It's on Houston, like, a block or two east of 
um, like the DeKal market, not DeKal market of um, like the Regal, like the, the Essex market, Essex market. Oh, okay. It's like on the south side of Houston, like a few blocks over, and it's huge. And I'm like, this is a gigantic bar space that they made into like a paint and sip bar, which is like shocking. And sometimes I walk by, and the thing is, ladies, leave your man at home. The club is jumping, jumping, like packed out. And I'm like, really? And they're like yeah, cool like, looking people, like not I small. They're like, do they kind of look like the people that I think are like slowly ruining Manhattan? Yes, but like it's busy and they're young people. But it's like, but it's like, I just find it fascinating. And I'm like, are who, like, I just want to know one person who's going and being like, is it fun? Do you know what I would do? And I've always thought this, and I understand why it would be like a lot more work and it takes a lot more equipment, but I, because uh-huh. I would never do a paint and sip literally in my life. You couldn't pay me. Yeah. Um, there's actually one that happens at a gay bar in, oh wait, no, but I think it's drawing. There's like one that's like new drawing and drinking at a gay bar in Brooklyn. That sounds kind of cool. That sounds fun. But there's like an erotic element to that. So I think that's part of it. <laughs> yeah. I would absolutely do a pottery one. Like with the party, with the clay and the pot. That looks fun as fuck. Whenever I watch, I used to do that when I was a kid and I loved it. Gina texting Keith once again. Um, Gina needs to like <laughs> literally leave us alone. <laughs> um, but it's like the clay, like I used to love that so much when I was a kid. And I love playing with clay. I watch videos of it on TikTok all the time. I would do that in a bar in like two seconds. Yeah. There's a place that opened not far from my apartment that's called Puffin Paint. And it's like, I guess exactly what you think. Like it's weed and painting instead. That makes infinite more sense. I think that makes a lot more sense. Um, I wouldn't pay to do that because I just do that in my apartment. Um, (laughs) But anyway, um, yeah, I think that makes a lot more sense, especially like when you think about the two things going together a little bit more, like, I don't want to get like wine. But you actually just kind of nailed on the head. The whole thing that I don't really get about it is like, why are we, it's like, that's such an activity that you would go to like a friend's house to do. That's like intimate. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you're not going to like, like part of going to a bar is like either like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but it's like, there's other people there. There's music, there's dancing, there's like co-mingling. It's like, you're telling me this is a bar where everyone has, like, an assigned seat and, like, an easel? And it's also, like, it's not, like, as far as I know, it's not, like, everyone's just going to, like, paint whatever they want. It's, like, there's a person in the front that's telling you step-by-step step how to paint the same thing and everyone's painting the same thing. Yeah, it's really strange. Yeah, to me, that's just, like, I don't get not it. fun. I, I just, yeah, no. Okay, wait, sorry. I have a hard pivot, but I need to talk to you about something. Okay. I was, so... I was walking from, that made it sound more serious than it is. Like, I please, walked here, like, I, so I'm in Hove right now. now, which is like the other part of Brighton. It's like the city's called like Brighton and Hove. They're like two different cities that are next to each other. Anyway, the, I walked the, the here. The Twin Cities, famously. What? The Twin Cities. Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Wait, what are the Twin Cities? I feel like I've heard that term before. It's like the Twin Cities in like Minnesota, like St. Okay, yeah, Paul know, and uh, Minneapolis. I know literally nothing. Yeah, sure. It's just like that. Um, Basically, (laughs) I walked here and it took like half an hour. My point is, right before I got here, I got catcalled by like a drunk woman who was at a pub. And she was like, ooh, looking good. That rugby shirt. Like, and I was like, okay, like loving this. And then as I walked, she was like, but stop wiggling. You wiggle too much while you walk. I was like, what does that mean? (laughs) Like, do you perceive me? Do you perceive me as wiggling while I walk? No. I'm dead serious. Wait, now I really want to like see you walk. So I can no, I'm like freaking the fuck out. Wiggle. The entire rest of the walk, I was like, wait, like, how do I walk? Like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> I'm like trying to like widen my legs. I'm like literally, I'm like, I'm also like wiggle. Like, what do you mean? Do you get cap called by women often? Um, I can think of two times this year it's happened. But Does that's it, it 
Does it feel flattering or like, what does it feel yes. like? Yes. Yeah. Catcalling is also maybe, this one was a little more, neither, no, but both times it felt perfectly nice. I love that. Does it feel the same way if it's like a guy doing it or does that not really happen? I've never been, uh, they all feel fine. They all feel fine. Wow. Okay. That's good. Male privilege. I think that like, <laughs> well, yeah, people, there isn't like a threat of assault and violence behind people expressing attraction towards a man in the way that there often is towards women. Yeah. I've had, <laughs> yes, that's true. I've had some very interesting ones, but one time a guy just screamed at me, I hope you have a good day. And I was like, God bless. Thanks. <laughs> One time, the first week I moved to New York, I was standing on the subway platform in my old neighborhood. And this guy, like, I saw this guy make eye contact with me and he looked really angry. And I was like, fuck, what did I do? And then I, like, look over and he was, like, walking up to me. And I was like, fuck, what is going to happen? Like, I'm so nervous. And then he, like, came over and he leaned in close. And I was like, I'm about to get fucked up. And yeah. then he was like, nice butt. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you. And then he walked away and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. You wiggled away. <laughs> I wiggled away. <laughs> <laughs> so wait last weekend I was in Philly visiting Blake and whenever I go there it's like me a bunch of med students and then usually like their partners like most of them are a little older than us so they like live with their partners and um a lot of their partners are also students like not med students but doing other things like grad program students yeah, yeah whatever so I was like talking to this girl and she was like yeah I'm getting my PhD right now and I was like Okay. Freak. Yeah, freak. And I was like, in what? And she goes, bioengineering. Can you try and in tell that me? Tone? No, she just said bioengineering. But like, can uh -oh. you tell me what you think that would be? What what a bioengineer is? Because I would assume it means you're working with things that work inside bio biological systems. So like a robotic heart. Or like a or like a pacemaker See, or I, like medicine. I think this is what I told her. I was like, does that mean that you Wait. make like little robot bugs? Like little like nanobots? Little baby bug robots. And she was like, No, it doesn't mean that. Apparently, I don't like her. But what yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I don't like her vibe. Yeah. Wait, but what what does she do? She tried to explain it to me, like I still don't really know, but like was I just I just guessed close, like no. medicine and like medical like, stuff. Like weirdly, it's not anything about robots, which was like what I thought it would be. Um, it's not like robot heart either. <laughs> it's like Is it like medicine? No. But also it's like, how could you become a PhD? Wait, I'm moving right now. Now I'm upset. I thought no. I, I don't like No, it's like it, I don't fully understand. It's like she even, her boyfriend was there too. And he was like, I don't think anyone really knows like what it is. I was like, what? Bioengineering. Oh, biological engineering um, is the application of principles of biology and the tools of engineering to create usable, tangible, economically viable products. Like, tell me what that actually is. Like, this is what I don't understand. People will try to tell you what they do for work and they'll say it in such a convoluted way with a bunch of buzzwords that don't mean anything. And I really just want to know, like on a day to day, are you making bug oh, robots? I think it's like, I think it's like, I think it's like um, GMOs, like genetically modified foods and shit. Okay. And like the people that are growing the meat in the lab. So she's going to become a doctor of that? Like, I don't really get. What well, yeah, you can be a doctor of English. It's so weird. I don't get that. Whatever. That's. That was my little interesting tidbit that I learned. Um, I still think she does robot bugs, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wait, so what do those people, what is their discipline called? The robot bug people? 
Yeah. Uh, that's a really good question. I don't, I don't know if anyone's micro, making robot bugs. <laughs> I think robot. I might've made that up. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to go look that up. We should probably let the listeners listen to the episode. Um, today is one of the hard, this episode was one of the hardest I've laughed in recording. Um, <laughs> This person is one of the funniest people that I've ever met. Every single time they're in the room, they make me laugh so hard. It's like, not okay. Um, their TV show, Welcome to Flatch, is coming back for another season. I think September 30th. It's on Fox. The first season is on Hulu. Go go watch it. They are so funny. The show is so funny. Please enjoy me going out with Holmes. Woo! call themselves queer so gay men who are republicans i feel that they normally don't have a lot of other gay friends yeah so when i when i have encountered a republican gay men what i normally you're like first for kissing (laughs) okay yeah (laughs) sorry um, one time I was having sex with a man, and I will put this on the podcast. One time I was having sex with a man, and mid-sex, I did look up and make dead, full-blown eye contact with his Ronald Reagan poster that I had not noticed <laughs> until we were fully having sex. And then, like, I and I like just like in the moment was like, I can't like address this right now. Like, I don't know what to do. And so then, like, he texted me like two days later and was like, Hey, like, fun time last the other night. And I was like, Um. You're like, let's talk on the poster. Yeah. Can I ask about something? And he was like, what? And I was like, so you have a giant poster of Ronald Reagan above your bed. And this was like, probably, this was years ago. And so he was like, he literally was like, he was like, yeah, I think he was a really great president. Don't worry. I'm voting for Hillary though. Like. (laughs) Oh my God. And then I took a vow of celibacy and I've never fucked since. Um, I'm honestly in my celibate era. I'm in my celibate era. Um, <laughs> I, I really am. Like, you're doing a bit on it, but it's like, I actually am. And, like, I honestly, like, <laughs> it's been so funny because I'm like, I broke up with my ex-boyfriend for a million reasons, but I also broke up with him just because I was just like, oh, if we can't be poly, like, I definitely need to have sex with women again. Like, I can tell that's not done for Yeah, me. we talked about that. Exactly. And you're like, you're like, you're like, don't repeat it for the pod. No, I do. Um, <laughs> I'm no, just reminded. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean that like when the Roe v. Wade stuff was overturned the other day, it was like one of because I really romanticized my past relationships where I'm like, oh, I'd be being held right now if I didn't break up, you know, all that stuff. hundred percent. This happened. I was just like, oh my god, that is at least one thing I don't have to stress. Oh, um, you were like, yeah. you were like, hey guys, I know this is like so bad for. And when like your rights are gone, you're like, guys, this is so bad for society. For me personally, it's so validating, and I. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I know y'all are out grieving, but I'm getting balloons. No, I am. No, I was obviously devastated in a lot of ways. And I still am doing my celibacy, celibacy thing kind of in the wake of it a little bit. But it was just one of those things of like, when I get lonely now, it's nice to know that there's one layer that's better. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> one last thing to worry like, about. Because it's like hard. It's like already hard for someone who has ADD to like me to like focus during uh-huh. sex in general. Like one thing, like a poster can take me away, you know? And so genuinely. You're like, like, I like to be blindfolded, but purely because I can't get distracted. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, describe your body. <laughs> no, but it honestly feels like that. And so it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, that plus thinking about the baby thing way more extreme. I can't. No, I can't. I actually, Every time I'm reminded, and we we need to change topic because we can't do an hour on row. Right now. No, no, no. But Let's like, talk about it. No, 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 no but like, I, when, wrong, wrong. whenever I am reminded 
that straight people have to worry about babies in correlation to sex, it's true. I'm like, that's the craziest shit I've ever heard in my life. Like, that's so crazy. Like, I've never once. I like, know. my friend, my my best friend's gay. And we we were with we our straight saw, friend. Saw, like, like, anyway. <laughs> Brag. <laughs> And he goes, he literally like was out to dinner and he went, wait, when straight people wear sex, is that more about babies than it's about STDs? And my, my straight friend was like, absolutely. And he was like, literally mind blown. <laughs> no, it's really, really scary because you do have to think about more than one thing, but all in all life is easier, you know, for straight. A hundred percent. I really get to play which one, you know, fits the room, you know, <laughs> when I travel, I'm straight to keep it safe. <laughs> um, you know, when I'm in my hometown, I keep it gay. Um, no, I think that we'll, we won't talk about Roe anymore, but I will say that. I was like, really, really, I'm not good at safe sex. I would say compared to your, and I'm okay with that being around. Like, it's like, it just, I wasn't the best at it because condoms are like, it's already hard to have sex with a dick. And then a condom makes it like hurt more. It's like, what's going on here? I have a lot of thoughts about condoms. Like number one, I actually think, can I, I just, I see this all the time and I like, don't understand like why I haven't gotten an answer on it. It's like, you go to the condom aisle and there's like condoms and then there's like ultra thin condoms. And I'm like, once those are invented, don't you just get rid of the other ones? Do you know what I mean? Like, why are we doing, like, it's like, hey, we found a better one. You can buy the thicker one if you want. It, but they're like, it's just as safe for this thin one. It's like, okay, then just get the thin one. What are we doing? Those are for, like, straight dudes who, like, know that they come so fast. Like, I've been falling in love with someone, and they, like, when they, like, go inside me, all of a sudden they, like, come. Like, it's, like, one of those things where, like, some straight guys, like, really who I think are, like, good boys, like, they don't come enough on their day-to-day. So, like, they need the really thick ones to, like, just make it seem like they're better at sex, you know? Yeah, but um, wait. Yeah. There's no gentle dams, though. I just went to Planned Parenthood for the first time in like eight years. Like, get it together. Um, and I mean, it's really a stressful visit. Like, especially because I, I literally have nothing to compare it to. Like, truly nothing to compare it to. When a guy, let me just say this really quick. Okay. I went to, here's what happened. I thought a tampon was stuck in me. Okay. Because I was all of a sudden dry blood kept like coming out like a week after my period. And I'd be like, this looks different. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> I'd be like, I'm not scared, but I'm not excited. You know? So, like, I dug and dug. And it's like, literally, your pussy can be a different shape every day like some days it's a bread bowl in there some days it's a flute like you never know what you're getting right and so I couldn't find it so I go to urgent care I have this male doctor and they're like hey we only have a male on staff are you okay with that and I was like not ideal but I guess you know so I like go in and he like goes in and digs around and it's one of those things where like the verb dig is so intense no 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 when he didn't find a tampon I was like you're being arrested tonight (laughs) (laughs) I was like you're under arrest you're a pervert you know what I mean like but he did the best he could he couldn't find one but then he told me something insane and this is actually real but i'll let he literally goes like this he goes this is crazy i'm sorry for taking up time with this no I, I, I have healed from this i have healed from this I'm dying. he goes because like, i'm like what the fuck's going on then you know and he i'm like sobbing right when he went inside me i'm sobbing because i like <laughs> feel like it's wrong that he's in there but he's doing his job right and he's like i'm being cool, cool about it. i'm like i'm fine you know i'm like sobbing okay and then he's like he's like basically Every month an egg drops yep. in you, right? And he's like, sometimes instead of it dropping, it can pop. Shut the fuck. No, no, no. Seriously, he really said this exact verbatim. I go, or I'm like, or should I call my mom? Like it popped. <laughs> like, you know, and he's like, he's like, no, it's okay. And then I just decided to like not think about it again. And then I like did a stand-up show and I brought it up in front of the whole room. And I was like, raise your hand if you've heard of this egg popping. Not a single. No. Egg. 
that because so he made that I up. Know, my egg's not popping. So that's when I went to Planned Parenthood and they were like, we've never heard of that. <laughs> yeah. I know. Really crazy. But when I was, anyways, I'm okay. Um, everything's good. They said it was just like stress, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, but when I was leaving, there's like only condoms, like no dental dams, anything like that. And I just think it is so crazy because it's like, they're like, they kept telling me to use protection. I was like, I'm mostly only having sex with women right now. They're like, still use protection. And I'm like, why don't we have a new tool? I'm not going to start licking like saran wrap. Like, what's yeah, going on? no. And that's what's really crazy is they're kind of like when they claim like, oh, like it's like just a, like I, under, I understand like safe sex is important, but like the dental dam one specifically is like or when they're like give head with a condom on. I'm like, OK, so like at some point that's like just like fuck your stuffed poo bear. Like, what are we doing? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, seriously, seriously. If I was <laughs> if I saw someone. I've never had done oral sex with protection and like that's never not once in my life. But like, that sounds insane. If someone put, if I was about to go down on someone and someone got out like tinfoil, I'd be like, like, let's just be friends. Like, I think we should be friends. I'm more risky than you in life. And that's my problem to bear, you know? (laughs) It's bad. I mean, I'm probably like, this is like, watch, I'm like seriously going to get like an STD that's never been found. And you're going to like watch this back and be like, yeah, Holmes was pretty not good about being safe during sex. I recently found out that there's like a new one out on the prowl that you have to ask to be tested for specifically. Like it's not part of like the standard yeah. rotation. And I got so fucking annoyed. You're like, you're, you're like the main symptom is dry blood coming out. I'm like, wait, 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 what is it? It's you called know? egg popping. No, it's called. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, it's called birthday party. <laughs> when my friend told me about it, I was like, you made this up. He was like, I actually really didn't. And you should go get tested for it. And I was like, okay, um, it's called, <laughs> it's called. Mycoplasm genitalium. Mycoplasm genitalium. <laughs> Which um is a absolute spell from Harry Potter. But um That's what I'm saying. Like I'm like they're obviously not wanting to stick as far as <laughs> give it a cuter name. That's and what are the symptoms? We don't know yet. So it's like the same. So it's the same. I, STIs are literally obsessed with being like, hey, so the symptoms and actually like. All the same. But it's also, no, but like, it's also true of like any virus in general. Apparently it's like, hey, the medical community is obsessed with being like, there can be literally no symptoms or your whole kidney can fall out of your asshole dead. <laughs> and it's one or the other. I just, and it's like, I can't handle that. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I don't. No. I know exactly what you mean. And honestly, I keep waiting for it to be like this. Like, I feel like with mental illness, they were always like mental illness, horrible, sucks for you. And then we started figuring out that some are worse than others. Like, I feel like my depression like sucks, but like my ADD like actually kind of rocks. And it's like, I'm hoping that someday one of these STDs is actually like, your sex is going to feel better. Like, it's like a sweet <laughs> disease, you know? They're like, <laughs> we actually like, found out that chlamydia right. makes you so sensitive. Like, <laughs> like, witty, bitch. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like we could use a STD that I'm finding. I'm like kind of obsessed with monkeypox or being like, hey, when I show up, I give you pox. I am a clear communicator. Like you will have a rash. It will scar. I'm like, I love you. I really love what you're bringing to the table. Yes, yes. I feel the same with like things that you can just pop, get away with right away. Like if I get an STD, it's like, please give me chlamydia or something so I can just whoop, wipe it away, you know? Absolutely. Like I every weird skin thing. Like, well, that sounded extreme, but I had like, <laughs> I had scabies before anyone was having it. I feel like. Wait, I had a doctor. I had a doctor in college who was literally obsessed with taking things I had that were totally normal medical conditions and and diagnosing them as STIs. So <laughs> this happened to me multiple times. He put me on. I went. I went time. I get strep throat. Literally, like it's my job. I'm currently on amoxicillin right now. As I speak to you right now, I'm not joking. I get. I get strep literally all the time. I get it in college. The podcast room was like, "What do you say?" (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna hit just on day three. We're fine. But it's like, I truly get strep all the time, and it's like at this point, like I do think. Let sidebar. 
American Medical Association. After you've had strep three times, you should be allowed to diagnose yourself and give yourself antibiotics. I literally am tired of auditioning for antibiotics for doctors. It's literally the most annoying thing in the world. I go in, I like play the part. I agree. I do my sides. It's so fucking annoying. But so I go to the doctor and I'm like, hey, I have strep. And he looks and he's like, so you thought that strep, but actually 100%, I would literally bet my life and my child's life on it that you have severe herpes of the throat. Puts me on full blown Valtrex. I'm sobbing. I'm like, I have throat herpes. I'm on Valtrex for a full week and then I get a phone call that's like stop taking those immediately the test came back it's absolutely strep throat like and it wasn't getting better like and then I had to go get antibiotics and then how like a f- people did you tell about your herpes oh I was like sobbing to my literal mother for, like literal mother like ah <laughs> Jake has like a group text he's like he's like, he's like you know what you heard it here first you got throat herpes too <laughs> Like, called my mom crying about the fact that I got throat herpes from sucking dick. Like, conversation I had with my mother for no reason. And then, not two weeks later, I go for a rash. It was eczema. It was the start of me having eczema. I did a full-body scabies treatment. And then he was like, actually, I do think it's eczema. Like, when it didn't go away. (laughs) So Here's the thing that really sucks about my scabies, though. I got my scabies... From not, I didn't get touched or sex at all. I, I literally it. didn't get a kiss. I got it from a mattress. Like I literally slept at a guy's house. He didn't touch me, and then I got a fucking rash. <laughs> Can you imagine? That sucks like, so bad. Know, honestly, scabies is like not that bad. It just looks like these like little bumps, and then right when you find out what it is, that's when it's the worst. Because first you're like hmm, little itch, worse than a mosquito, and then you're like bugs are laying eggs under my skin, and then you start to like really go full. Pain. No. I got rid of it really fast. I would lose my mind. I It doesn't feel good. Wait, so real quick, how did your mom handle it? That your herpes? My mom is like actually very chill. Like she's not like she was good. She was good about it. I don't think she would have like yeah, no. We're, my mom and I are pretty open and talk about most things. Yeah, um yeah, she's not. So she was like chill about it. It's not like I went into detail. I wasn't like, I wasn't like, I should have known he was uncircumcised. Like it was like, like I didn't do like, or, like, like I didn't say anything like graphic, but like, I was like, but like, whatever, you know what I mean? Well, this is also a thing I say, this is also a thing I say, like, this is, that's why once you've come out to your parents, like. I think it's easier to talk about anything because like the thing about coming out, oh my God, you literally just pulled out the fanciest European coffee just out of nowhere. <laughs> at my mom's house, she like literally does like weird stuff like this. Like they won't have like a coffee shop, coffee thing. She doesn't like coffee, but she likes the smell. So when I'm in town, she'll be like, espresso time. <laughs> she's just like getting really excited about it. Yeah. She's really a hoot. She'll probably pop in in a I little bit. I can't wait. Um, no, but I'm always, like, the thing that, like, I just think that, like, coming out sucks because, like, you are just, like, admitting to your parents that you have, at that point in time, become horny and, like, thought about the kind of sex you want to be having. Do you know what I mean? Like, like yes. telling your parents, like, I'm gay is no, like, it, you're basically being, like, I do think I want to go down on a dude. Do you know what I mean? And it's, like, that <laughs> yes, sucks. Yes, like, yes. And mine was, mine was, like, the opposite. Mine was, like, mine was, like, me and Jane talked about improv for an hour and I got to my car and I was wet. <laughs> 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 so tell me what that's about, you know? <laughs> No, I love it. Like being wet, like is the funniest thing. Where it's like, I feel like y'all get like stuff where it's like out in public where you get a boner, so you like have to like address it quicker. Where like for me, it's like I'll literally hang out with someone who I think is a total freak for like five hours, and I go home and go to the bathroom, and I'm like, I'm soaked. (laughs) (laughs) What is going on? I feel like my brain and body are like not on the same wavelength all the time. Like I never have crushes on people who I actually that their brains are right for me. Obviously, that's why I'm alone. I think. (laughs) Anyway, I love people, but it's like yeah, I'm attracted to crazy shit. That okay. My coming out was later too. So I think my parents knew I'd been horny for a while. How old were you when you came out? 
I well, I was like totally hooking up with girls. Oh my god, I'm like trying to make sure you don't think I'm a virgin. I'm like, I started fucking at 10. It's like what? <laughs> um, no, but I was like kissing women and stuff like that in in college and doing stuff with women, but it was always in like party settings. So in my head, I was just like, we're all doing that. And also I would always be like high and stuff. So I was always like, like I remember the first time I was with a big, I was with titties. They were like really big. Okay. Like they were like huge. Okay. And I just remembered being like, it felt like I was in a science experiment because I was also high. So I was just like, and I remembered after being like, I don't think I'm gay, but it's like, now if I had those titties, I'd know right what to do. You know, but I wasn't ready for them. I like had to start with a smaller cup. Um, anyways. So I finally came out at 24 to my mom. Dad and sister. Um, well, but this is the best. This is why my mom is so fucking funny too. This is real. So basically I come out, my mom and dad come into town. Me and my sibling are living in Chicago at the time. And we all go out to pizza and I'm like, okay, I'm going to tell them. Cause I'm like fully in love with my ex-girlfriend. Um, and it was just like, it, it kind of sprung on me also. And I was in love with her. And like, every time we we're hanging out, like I said, I was just like, Oh my God, I just want to be touching instead of talking, you know? Um, and so then I was like, I have to tell them and I tell them and they handle it like so well, like my, for my mom kind of attacks me. She's like, knew it. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Like, but, but, but then my sister, like one year ago, this is cause I'm 28 now. So this is years ago. This is like, I'm 23 when I come out, I think. Yeah. 23, not 24. So this is like five years ago. My sister, like a year ago goes, I told mom before. Shut the fuck up. So my mom, instead of just answering it nicely, cause my sister wanted to make sure that my mom handled it well, instead of answering it nicely, my mom goes, knew it. Mother's intuition. Oh. <laughs> Assess. She's an icon. Um, but my dad was like really excited. Like my dad started like texting me about different stuff. He's like, did you see that picture of Rihanna? I was like, all right. Oh <laughs> my God. My dad is like more like he, he was like excited that we could both, I think, think women are hot. And I was like, I'm here for it, but don't push it. Yeah. That, that just made him that flashed me back to a memory that I have like worked really hard to repress, which is like one time when I was like 12 at like 11 o'clock at night when I was staying at my grandfather's house, my grandfather like opened my door, my bedroom door and was like, Hey Jake. And like the energy was like immediately different than like any interaction I've like ever had with my grandfather. And I was like, <laughs> hi. And he was like, he was like, hi. And I was like, what's up? And he's like, this is for you. And he no, handed no. me the sports illustrated swimsuit edition. And I, I was like, like, imagine my, like, like, just like, um, like two little 12 year old fag wrists being like, thank you. <laughs> and then I like held it. And then I, and it, I was so confused at the time that I didn't even at first realize, like, he thinks I want to jerk to this. Like, I just was like, why is he doing this? And then he was like, you enjoy that. And then closed the door. And I truly was like. And then I just like walked across the room and I slid it under a piece of furniture in the corner of the room, like a cabinet, like a wardrobe. I just like slid it under the floor and was like, someone will find that when we move out of this house. Like, this is like, I can't, like, I never want to acknowledge. Honestly, he knew. He, no, but he thought I was straight. He was giving you the opposite. He was like, do you think he knew? And he was trying to get you almost excited the opposite way. I have, Where, did your family know you were gay? Like, I feel like you might've been, it was, might've been obvious. Oh, I think that like people were calling me gay when I was legitimately two years old. Like, I think I was like, that's the, what I was saying. I almost feel like he was like, try like, he's like, he's like, this will switch you. And you're like, you fucking No, but wish. I don't think my grandfather would have been the one to right, clock right. it. But me, I think everyone else did. Or maybe, when maybe he literally, mom? what if he actually was like incredibly woke about it and he was like sitting downstairs for like hours looking at this being like, do I give it to him even though I think he's gay? And then he's like, no, I'm not going to assume this child's sexuality. <laughs> I'm going to empower him. Like, what if that was like the conversation my grandfather went through? <laughs> no, my grandma and grandpa and my extended family is just like real Catholic and 
therefore like anti-gay, whether they say it out loud or not, you know, they're definitely not supportive of it. I'll say that. Um, but literally my, they don't know my grandma like likes to like go to garage sales all the time. That's like a big passion of hers. Go, and oh, garage sales that we said. Garage sales. Yeah. Like thrifting. Totally. Know, yeah. And so the other day, my cousin sends me a photo. We're not close. Um, and it's like a cup that my grandpa has. That's like, love is love, love is love, love is Stop. love all in a rainbow. And they're like, they're like, look what, look what he's drinking out of it. It's like, they have no idea. They just like, like love is love stuff and rainbow stuff from the garage sale, but don't know they're like doing gay pride. That's perfect. I know. It's really, really amazing. My grandma's like absolutely like drinking out of like rainbow rhinestone glasses. And she's like, she's like, they should go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> It's really wild. Wait, it's so, so when did you come out to your mom? Um, when I was 16 on the way to my driver's test, like driving to my driver's test, I told my grandma, my mom, I was gay. Oh my God. Did you tell your driver exam person too? No, but I was like so stressed in my driver's exam. And wait, that's what I'm saying. I've been shaken up. I was also so stressed. And the only like really memorable moment I have for my driver's exam is that I had an absolutely deranged driver's ed teacher who was actually <laughs> like, I could actually write a series about my experience. Cause I took summer's driver's ed where you like go for five weeks over the summer, like do five days a week. And like, our driver's ed teacher was like no, notoriously like just like one of the most bizarre men I've ever encountered in my life. He would tell drinking stories from college all the time and always say what the drink was that they were drinking during the event he was talking about and then like no. the recipe for it. Like, I don't know why. And no, no, no. You're all driving. And like, well, yeah, it was, I mean, so much driver's ed was about not drunk driving. Also, like famously in my driver's ed class, we all, you, every year the kids were shown a slideshow that was just photos of people who had been horrifically maimed in accidents and killed. Like, we <laughs> literally saw like bodies and then what the he, fuck? I took like one quiz. So, <laughs> he goes, and then one day, I will never forget this. He was like, one day in class, he goes, he goes, one of the most important things you need to know as a driver is you never swerve for an animal because you don't know what is on the side of the road or on the opposite side of the road. And we <laughs> always have to value. He goes, you always have to value an, a human life over an animal life. And then there's like a very He's pregnant like, pause. He's like, speed up. No, and then he literally goes, he goes, I've hit six cats and four dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was, and he's like, and I don't regret a single one because I don't know what would have happened if I had swerved. And then fast forward to my no. driver's test, fast forward to my driver's test. And I'm so stressed. I've just come out with my, to my mom and PS, the first thing I have to do after I finish this driver's test is come out to my dad. Cause my parents are divorced. So like, I'm literally, no, 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 I'm literally no. like the most stressed I've ever been in my entire life. And I'm driving down the street and I am in a school zone. I was by the Rutland intermediate school and a squirrel dive bombs the road, absolutely sprints across the road. I scream and swerve, absolutely in oncoming traffic, swerve around the squirrel. I'm like, Oh my God, swerve around the squirrel, pull over. I immediately start like shaking with fear because I'm, I just failed. I absolutely just failed. Like there's no way I didn't fail. And there's like an incredibly like long pause where I'm like, Mr. Pluto's going to be so disappointed. I swerved for the animal. I could have killed a human oh life. And then the guy goes, there's like a long pause. And then the guy administering the test goes, I hate that squirrel. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, so you passed. So I absolutely passed. That's insane that he wasn't mad at you for not killing it. He's been like killing animals left and right. Like it's a passion. <laughs> no, because it was a different man. Like the guy who taught driver's ed is not the guy who like took it. Different man, different, different, man, man. different man. Did you, okay. Because that guy might be a psycho who was like in charge, in charge. 
Um, yeah, he might. I would start for a cat or dog every single time. Every single time. Also, dogs are big. You could get hurt. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. he's like, he's like, you see a bear, you speed up. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> These are huge. Like, um, I've only hit one animal in my car and it was a turtle and I like sobbed. I hit a groundhog once and it was really hard for me. A groundhog? Where were you? Vermont. I'm from Vermont. There are groundhogs running around. Are there not groundhogs in the Midwest? I don't grow up with those. No, they weren't around. <laughs> No, I didn't see groundhogs growing up. And I, if I'm being honest, when you say it, I think of the movie and that's it. What do they look like? Just like a big it's, beaver or something? Um, take a beaver and give it like a normal tail. Yes. And that's honestly a groundhog. And then oh, I guess like- so sad. That probably was really sad to kill. You, I just like felt it. Like- Yes, the turtle made a noise that you, you didn't have to think, turtle. It was like, that's a shell. That's- oh, It yeah. was- so sad. And I had been on a huge trip with my dad and I was like driving like three hours away from like Jacksonville to Tallahassee, Florida in the middle of the night. And I was like sobbing because we'd been in this fight about like cops or something. <laughs> and I was in college and like, you know, learning how to discuss. And Absolutely. Um, and then I like remember hitting the turtle. I called my mom and I was like, if dad would have closed his fucking mouth, this turtle would be alive. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I'm really glad he passed and I'm really glad the other guy was actually saying about that. Did your, but your dad didn't take it as well. Um, no, he took it like relatively fine. It took him like a little bit longer than my mom to like process it, but it was, um, mostly fine. Okay. It was mostly fine. Um, you're like, you're like, you're like, you're like, it's not the topic for today. Let's talk going out. <laughs> <laughs> we do have to talk about going out at some point, but no, the story about my dad is just like the issue I think I've just told the story on the podcast before but you deserve to hear it which is that I'm sorry no 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 because no, you do need to hear it basically I thought that my dad was so the re I part of the reason that this day was the day I was telling my dad was because the next morning I was supposed to leave at like five o'clock in the morning with my stepmom to go see a show in New York City and then I told so I told my mom they had gotten me because it was right after my 16th birthday they had gotten me tickets to a Broadway show for my birthday so the, everything's adding up so I tell so I tell my mom, I get my driver's test. I do my driver's test. I get, get my driver's license. I go to my dad's house. And then the minute I arrive there, they're like, hey, we actually decided to change the plan up. Your dad's taking you to New York tomorrow morning. So I was like, oh, now I have to spend like a full day with him in a car and like in New York City. And we have to see a Broadway show. And the Broadway show was what? Equus, the show where Daniel Radcliffe no, fucks no, a horse on stage. Yes, of course. It's Equus. You're going to have to tell him before. So I told him and then we went and watched um, Harry Potter fuck a horse. And <laughs> in line. He's like looking at you. He's like, this is what you want to do now? You're like, not at all. I'm like, not at all. But in line, when you know how like when you go to a Broadway show, you like line up outside before you go in? Yes. I get a phone call and I'm like, who's calling me? Cause I'm 16. I don't have like any reason to be called. And I look at my cell phone and it's the only boy I've ever hooked up with at the at point in time. And I'm like, okay. And I answer the phone. He's like, are you in line for Equus right now? And no. he, <laughs> no, he was like, not in Equus. He's in line for Equus. I was like, yeah. And then he came up and said hi, like with my dad there. And I was, I, I was like, I hope that there's a fire. Like I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was so brutal, but then my dad was fine. Like it was ultimately fine. Are you in touch with that guy? No. Was he a bad person? He was fine. Okay. Hooking up in high school, really proud of you. Really Wait, great. okay. So that's where I want to start in terms of transitioning into going out because I'm curious. No, I want to transition as well. <laughs> no, not like that. <laughs> Wait, because okay. High school. So like you're from the Midwest. Mostly. So I grew up like in, this is how I went born in Texas. My family moved to Florida from me when I was three to six. Then we moved to Nebraska. Um, and I was there till sophomore year of high school. And then they moved me back to Florida. So I kind of like 
feel like I was from Nebraska in Florida. Okay. But like, I feel like the Midwest roots were really sunk in by then. Like the times when I would have been like surfing in eighth grade, I was like goobing it out. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I definitely feel like the goober Midwest <laughs> is what stuck through. Like at, in Florida, they were always like, where are you from? You know what I mean? To- oh yeah. Cause they were like, this isn't from here. It's not from here. Not that type of energy. I had to like learn how to wear a swimsuit like junior of high school. It was like really hard, like comfortably. So were you partying? I guess this is where I'm curious. Like, yeah, I partied. I started, um, I, I go hard. I got, I got, I got, I was selling. <laughs> no, um, I was, um, I did party though. Well, because in Nebraska, there's like not much to do yeah. at all. So even though I was partying, but in like the safest of ways, I, well, that's the stretch. I was partying pretty safe because it was like with other goobers, like, it was not like I wasn't. When you say goobers, sports. like my mind goes to like the the technical department of a theater department. Is that what we're talking about? Like, <laughs> kind of like show choir. Show choir. Yes. So, like, in the idea school, of you doing show choir homes is like really crazy to me. <laughs> I was big show choir, and I always stuck to the dancing parts. The dancing parts, we were like, oh, she'll get it someday. <laughs> but I was good at the singing and acting. Um, but not amazing. Like, I was fine. I mean, my focus was really bad for the choreography parts. Like, I would get in trouble a lot during choreo. choreo. But basically, in the Midwest, show choir was huge. We would like do competitions where we'd go to like South Dakota and like things That's like insane. that. That's insane. So basically I started, I drank for my first time in seventh grade. Um, and I remember it was UV blue. Classic. Mine was hypnotic. Same color. Yes. And like some random like high school dude, or I don't even know the guy who got it for us that gave it to us. And it, but just me and one girlfriend drank it. We had a little bit, we're fucked up. We put it <laughs> under her sink and then we like danced all night. Like it was like very like PG. Then in high school, I started in freshman year, I started smoking weed and, um, drinking more often but once again it would just be in like these kind of small groups and I remember other people were experimenting with like acid and shrooms and stuff but I was like very aware that I was like pretty nuts and it was treated <laughs> and I was like I can't do these fun drugs that you when you guys are because they're always like you have to have a good mindset to do that one and I'm like I've never had that <laughs> um, but so now recently I've actually been able to do like shrooms for my first time because did you I, love I love, I love, they're the best. I'm grateful that I like waited really long because I, I'm a huge stoner. And I think that I was like, I just really was like, whenever people said the whole mindset thing, I was like, I just genuinely hadn't been there yet where it was like, I normally am so anxious where now I feel like I like know myself and like my friends in life a good amount. So it works out. Um, but yeah, I didn't start. So I'd say I was an occasional drinker and smoker all through high school. And then in college I started smoking like by myself um, I'm like, and I'm like in college, things got pretty scary. No, I was like, no, it's like a trauma episode. No. And I just feel like I started smoking alone. And then I did start like a more of a lifetime relationship with, with marijuana. More. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't drinking makes me sad the next morning. Like I get fucked up, but I do get sad. Yeah. I, the emotional mm-hmm. hangover is challenging. I wish I'm envious of people like you that can like smoke weed and go out and be social. Cause I actually do lose my full ass mind. Yes. Um, well, I think it has to do with like, I mean, I, I think everyone's brains are really different. So everyone has to find their own journey with shit. But for me, like when I, some of my friends are like, Oh, we really smoke every day. And I don't smoke in the morning. Like I didn't smoke before this. I like smoke. I just had to smoke to go to bed and stuff. But it's like a lot of my friends are like, or like my mom's like, really, you really want to do it all the time. And it's like, you're welcome. <laughs> literally, me without weed is like weed helps me shut up at all. 
I'm very intense. Like my brain is running a million miles an hour. I always have something to say. I'm always thinking something And like, literally sometimes I'll be really high and look around at my friends and I go, this is their break time. You know, like I just high in my head, it's all going to me. And I just think that I like, it helps me, especially after I'm high, when I like get less high, I'm just like chill. Yeah, I don't really understand. I actually have not gotten a grasp on what my brain reacts. Like, I think part of why I like hallucinogens is because they're the only drug I've ever done where I feel like it's like, oh, that's exactly what I was told it was supposed to be. And that's how it went. Weed for me is always weed for me is I'm always like, I'm going to have so much fun. and It's going to be so fun. And we're just going to like chill out. And then I'll look at like my closest friend and be like, I don't think I've ever fucking known them. Like, like, I I will have the craziest thought. And then like, and then like I took Ritalin once in I took Ritalin once in college because I was like I have so much homework to do I took Ritalin and <laughs> I took Ritalin because I had a lot of homework to do and I was like I'll do homework in the library I took Ritalin and got the munchies like went and bought food like that's not normal like that's the thing it seems like like everyone's brain is so different and that's what's so fucked when everyone is like this one thing for each one it's like no all of us are going to react extremely differently extremely differently like for me when i used to smoke weed not often i really could freak out but like when i do a little every day it's like i can't get i remember one time in college i was like so high and like sitting in the corner or something and like 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 fucking really really weird and these like really big stoner dudes were like we wish we could get that high still. And I remember being like, no, you don't. No, you and don't. Now, and now when I see those people, I'm like, oh, I really can't get that high. I I don't wish I could. It was horrible. I, yeah, I don't like being super high. I do smoke a lot more weed now than I did when I was younger, which I'm also kind of glad for. I think if I had smoked a lot of weed when I was younger, I would have not handled it well. But I do smoke a lot of weed at the end of the day now. Um, and sometimes I'm like, what? You do? Yeah. Okay, so you've like genuinely, you just did like a 10 minute monologue on how it makes but you like feel alone. Like, you're, 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 so, you're like, it's my little girl. No social interactions. Like if I were, if I was having a friend over, if I was going to a party, absolutely no weed. Like but you do it at home alone or like, with your partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm like chilling and it's like a, a couple hours before bed, I'll like smoke a little bit or like take an edible. But that's, I alone. but I, yeah, I can only do it alone or, or the beach is my other thing. But like I, the other day I was like, <laughs> I, I, on 420, I was like, on 420, I was, I, and I wasn't smoking because I, it was 420. I just remembered that it was on 420. I'm not like, being like, I smoked weed on 420 is so lame. Anyway, moving on. You're like, you're like give me a four. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it just happened, that this happened to me on 420 that I smoked weed and was thinking about, I was like, wow, like I used to really not be able to smoke weed and now I like can and like function. And then I dropped my AirPod in the toilet and <laughs> thought, and genuinely thought, I was like, I really don't want to put my hand in the toilet. That's gross. I genuinely yes. thought, ooh, I'll flush the toilet and it'll splash out and I'll catch it in midair. <laughs> <laughs> that shit shot down the drain instantaneously. Like I flushed it down the toilet, like instantaneously. I was like, okay, so it's gone. For sure it's gone. Like and now I, <laughs> like the dumbest shit. I cannot. That is so fucking funny. Yeah, no, I, mean, I definitely do. Like, I am spacey and I I do think that it definitely affects like dumb things I do on a day to day. But I also think that it's like that or me being like kind of insane in a different way. You know what I mean? But like so when, sort of like poison. Yeah. But like when I, like we went out a couple of times when I was in LA and it was so fun and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed going out with you. And I was like, I I enjoyed it as well. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine if you were like, wait, we did. I'd be like, like, I'm like, like, that was pretty. Oh, (laughs) no, no, no. Let's not talk about it on the podcast. No, no, no. no. (laughs) 
Well, I also love Ruby. I love that you love Ruby. Obsessed Sorry. with Ruby. Obsessed yeah. with Ruby. She was here like last week or the week before we hung out and it was so nice to see her. She's like such a tease, like for real, because I feel like she really will end up with a guy, but who knows? But it's like genuinely when she's drunk, she wants to kiss all her friends and she's so hot and funny that when she kisses me, I'm like, I will fall in love. Don't dare me. Like what's going on? She, I got cut it from the podcast. Just kidding. She can know. I had COVID for the literal third. I had COVID for the third time recently. Um, it's obsessed with me. And <laughs> I... The day I tested negative was the day of Ruby's party, like my first day testing negative. And I was still like, do I feel safe like going out? Like I'm testing negative. And I was like, fuck it. I really want to see Ruby. I'm going to go out. I walk in the bar, immediate full open mouth kiss. I was like, all right, well, the exposure's happened. So now... One thousand percent. I mean, literally in times of COVID, like all of her story is just like kissing people. And I go, you know what? I'm not doing that. So I feel good. (laughs) I know. She definitely has mycoplasm genitalia. She does, she does, she does, she does. Sorry, Ruby, we love you. Sorry, Ruby, we love you more than anything. We love you more than anything. But but what I was saying about you going out, like when we were out together, like I wouldn't be like, whoa, Holmes is so stoned. Like you are, you have your wits about you. You're like functional. Whereas like I would be, people would say something if I had smoked weed. They would be like, um. That's very, thank you so much. I don't know. I think that, I think it's because I do it more often, but I will say that like I do it also to drink less if I'm out because Burn. there's a new thing that I'm obsessed with. This is not like an ad, but like I, these weed sodas, I am obsessed with bringing out instead for like a park or something, because it's like, I do like having a drink and there's these weed sodas that are just so good. And I do feel that it hits you slower. Cause you're like drinking it versus like eating something. Right. right but away. like, if you drink three, are you not letting them like so high or are they like, there are different amounts of one. So I have some that are five milligrams at home and then some that are 20 and I can do a 20, but it's like <laughs> some people can't, you know, um, but they do. And I think the high is just different. Cause it's like, you're digesting it different. But anyway, when I drink, I do try I those. Get, they're so good. Um, when I'm, I'm medicated for anxiety and, um, I start, I break down and I go, I go, <laughs> no, okay. um, I am. And, uh, I think that because of that, I can still drink, but I do have to be more careful with drinks. Like I have a rule for myself, like growing up, it was a bit like shots have always been a big thing in culture of partying. And it's like, I, even when I'm wasted now, will say no to a shot because literally Good. if I take a shot, I black out. And when I black out, even if my behavior is okay, which sometimes it's not, <laughs> um, even when it is okay, I wake up feeling like I just hate not remembering where like with weed, like I, this just never happens. And so I think that that's why, cause it's like, I like going out and I like going out with people a lot and I just don't like, I hate when I can't remember, especially like I'll like kiss a crush or something They're like y'all were making out. And I'm like, <laughs> well, don't have that saved in my memory. That at is all. De- <laughs> Oh my God. I, that the kissing a crush and not remembering it is a devastating combination. It hurts so bad. You're like, you're like, well, hopefully I was a good kisser because I wouldn't know, would I? (laughs) And you don't know if she is either. Yeah, it's, um, so I think that that's why I'm really, really careful. And I am proud of myself for that because I really used to just like take the shots because the pressure gets so intense, you know? Yeah, the pressure, I think that you, I, I, people need to stop putting pressure on people to do shots. I think it's like a not acceptable thing at this point in time. You take a shot though. I would take the shot, but if someone was like, come on, do it, then I would be like, no. Do you know what I mean? It's hard because I love a rowdy bitch. So like a lot of my (laughs) friends are like that. Like I just love people who are obnoxious. And so, but they've learned now. I tell them sober, like I will say no. And I've gotten better. But literally I, um, I dick took, basically what happens is once a year, someone gets me to take one. Okay. Okay. And then I forget it's been long enough. I take one, I end up blacking out, I throw up or whatever. And that happened recently, like my family was actually in town. (laughs) 
Bad combo. um, Backed out. They had gone home earlier than me, and I went to the Airbnb where I got them to stay. And we go. I apparently, I don't remember this. My sibling tells me I get to the house. I immediately throw up outside the Uber, but I'm going to find mood about it. <laughs> Walk in the house. My mom is apparently hiding to scare me because she knows <laughs> I hate being scared. Okay. I hate being scared so much. I'm like very jumpy. And so she like jumps out and apparently in my blackout, I go <laughs> funny. Okay. Not scared at all. Not scared at all. <laughs> then I proceed. My mom tells, I wake up the next morning. My mom tells me this, that I take, I immediately take off all my clothes. Okay. My dad's in the other room. That's, we've never seen each other. That's like the only thing I have is that we've never seen each other. <laughs> All I have in this life is that my dad's never seen my boobs. And I've never, well, like, I've never seen him. I've, we never, that's like I mean, same, secret, to right? be honest, same. Right. So I'm butt ass naked in the living room. And my mom says, I start, this is me blackout. This is why I don't do it. I start swinging my titties <laughs> in her face and I said, get a mouthful. Okay. And she tells me this. Okay. The you- next morning. No, literally, she tells me this the next morning and I go, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then my mom goes, you need, you say sorry too much. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, she's hilarious. But that story was exactly why I'm like, that is horrifying. No, you can't God do shots. I can't do shots. I can't be swinging my titties telling people to get a mouthful in public. Thank God I was in a safe space. People, other people would have got a mouthful. My mom chose not to. That's so you know? fucked up. He had a right to choose. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really. Um, anyways, so that's why I don't do that. But I do love to party. I <laughs> <laughs> saying get a mouthful is really scary. <laughs> it's, it's really, really scary, especially when you don't remember. Like that's where my brain goes when it's blackout. Is like trying to breastfeed my mom. Like that's really dark. <laughs> like I don't want to do that. Like I don't want to be in that place. I didn't like hearing it. Like I didn't like that the whole family could like keep joking about it, and I had to be like, I guess I did that. Have you, know? you ever I done anything on weed that you don't remember? Like have you ever gotten so high you're like, wait, I did what? On weed, like I can, I won't maybe remember an exact like phrasing, but it's like I. The most embarrassing thing I do on weed is I used to pee my pants because I was black, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't anymore. Basically, like, I have a, me and my mom pees her pants laughing. I pee my pants laughing. I think that's a thing. Was, yes, it's a thing. But because I was trained from a young age that it was like going to be a part of my life because my mom was peeing so pub, so frequently, <laughs> I was like, I started doing like kegels and like practicing stuff for a long time. But in high school, when I started smoking, I would lose control and I would like be at the party like. I can't, it's a podcast, but I, I have this walk where I cross my legs and I waddle walk to the bathroom, keeping the pressure tight. And so there's like a lot of videos of like everyone kind of in the, like hanging out and I'm in the corner, like trying to sneak waddle to the bathroom. And stuff like that. Um, there's like a lot of memories of growing up where I peed my pants, but then I like, because I was laughing so hard, but then I'd make up a story. Like in fifth grade, I remember like peeing fully and then being like, I fell in a puddle outside. Shit's insane today. <laughs> and they were like, obviously it smells like piss. Like, you know, they're like, we'll get you some pants. I'm like, it was a puddle of piss that I fell in, not my piss, someone else's. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, people are peeing outside and I fell. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I think that that's the most embarrassing. I've never like hurt someone's feelings. We're like, my, I would say that my worst sides come out to lovers, not friends. Oh, interesting. And, yes. And so I'd say with alcohol, my ex-lovers, like <laughs> lovers, what am I from? Um, my ex-partners, whatever. They've seen the worst sides of me, but also have fun with me drinking. So that's why I've, you know, made so many rules. Cause it's like, yeah. Yeah. I, so I think my version of the no shots rule is I have a no bong rule. Like, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't do any sort of like water pipe. Like I'm not really touching like a bubbler or like a grav bong or a normal bong. Like 
I See, don't. Grab bongs are really scary. <laughs> yeah, I one time did a grab bong and truly was like, "Wow, I burned my lung forever. It's over." Like I truly like thought like lung transplant was gonna happen. But it's like I get so I just don't need that volume of marijuana to go like into my bloodstream at that high volume. I remember one time a big thing at my college was ordering wings. That was like the only late night food was this was like wings delivery, okay. and. I was like, like I was so high and really wanted these wings. And I was with my boyfriend at the time and I like, we ordered them. And then I just laid on his cold tile floor, like every 20 seconds being like, where are the wings? (laughs) Like losing my mind. And then similar to you, like making out with your crush. And I'm, this is weed. I'm not, I don't think I was drunk. I think this was just weed similar to you kissing your crush. I think I got so excited when the weed showed up or when the wings showed up that I blacked out. Like I don't remember eating the wings from the weed. But then apparently I ate one and was like, these suck and threw it at the wall and then no, walked no, home. No, no, no. <laughs> so you're like a problematic high person for me. No, like you're not going to, I'm not going to have attitude on weed. I'm only going to be like silly or completely like boring. You know what I mean? But yeah. be silly. So you're not problematic when you drink. Um, not, I don't think, like, not really. Like, I've never yeah, got... Ever been, like, a big drunk fight? Like, are you meaner to friends or um, partners when you're inebriated? I'm not really mean to either, I don't think. I really oh hope my, my friends God. don't... I hope I just I don't get a ton of text messages after that's like, no, you're mean. I did, like, every once in a while, like, maybe my... I mean, my boyfriend and I have been together a long time, and I think we've gotten in, like, a, quote-unquote, like, drunken fight, like, a couple times. But, like, one of them was, like, on Fire Island, and that was, like, after six days of partying, and I think it was more about, like, the fact that our brains were down to, like... Literally, I mean, like, literally, like, walking around the rest of our body being, like, serotonin. Like, does anyone have any? Like, literally, like, so depleted. And, like, it wasn't even, I'm not, like, a, I'm not, like, a fighter. Like, I've never been, like, yelling at someone in a bar, like, fighting. That's, like, not really my. No, you're making mine sound crazy. No, I'm not saying you're that either. No, I'm trying. I guess, like, sometimes I'll get, like. I will say this. I will say on Pride this weekend because it was it was Pride in New York and I was prideful. Um, <laughs> God bless. I did get really mad at. I got really mad. It was me, my my best friend David, our friend Gabby, and Nate, my boyfriend, were out at this gay bar, and they got okay. <laughs> this is going to be cathartic for me to tell the story because I was right and they were wrong. The bar. Oh my gosh, we find out that he's been in fights all the time. But <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, he's, like, he's, like, he's like, it's not wrong when you're right. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, we have to wrap up the interview. I have court. Um, no, but. but <laughs> <laughs> there But like. So we're like sitting in this, like we're at this bar that has like this huge outdoor space and we're sitting and they have like a DJ set up and there's like a party going and it's like really fun. And mm-hmm. then like. All of a sudden, there's this stack of, like, I'm going to say, like, 12 pizza boxes shows up that they just, like, put next to the DJ booth. And, like, everyone around us has pizza. Like, everyone's eating pizza. So then it's, like, we're sitting inside this, like, vestibule. So it's, like, me, David are sitting on the inside and Nate and Gabby are on the outside. And they go, they go, should we go explore if that pizza's, like, up for grabs? Like, and I was, like, yeah, I absolutely want a slice of pizza. And they're, like, okay, cool. They then get up and then I go watch them, like, they're like, they say like, we're going to go check out the pizza situation and get us and get you guys slice the pizza. They then go look at the pizza. They see, have some sort of conversation and then they don't get any pizza and go inside to the bar and are inside the bar for like the next 15 minutes. And Nate, and Dave and I are sitting there and I'm like, where is the fucking pizza? And like on principle, and this is where I'm being a little bit of a bitch is like, I on principle am not getting up to get a slice of pizza. I'm like, no, I was told I would be given one. So I'm going to stay here. Like, and I'm sitting there and then David finally gets up and goes to the bathroom. So I'm alone holding the table. And then they come back and I'm like, what the fuck? And they're like, 
what? And I'm like, where's the pizza? And they were like, we didn't say we're getting you pizza. And I was like, that's gaslighting. Like, yes, you did. And then they were like, and then they were like, well, we went and checked it out and we weren't, they go, we weren't sure if it was up for grabs because there was a name written on the side of the box. Honey, baby, sweetie, how do you think delivery pizza has worked since the beginning (laughs) of literal time? Have you ever been delivered a a, a box of pizza that hasn't had someone's name written on the side of it? Yeah, on the side of it, it's like, it's like big old party. Like literally, yeah, like communal, like no. And it's like, it's also like, we're in a sea of people eating this fucking pizza. I'm like, do you think everyone's friends with Greg but us? Who's Greg? Like, fuck off. I got so mad and I was doing it in a way where I thought I was being funny, but I was like also mad. But then I looked over my friend Gabby kind of had eyes like, like you're being you, you like are mad. this isn't funny for me. Like you're being mean, and I kind of was like, okay, um, <laughs> okay. So we just answered the question for you. It's friends, I guess. But I was also on acid, so that maybe just <laughs> <laughs> does that count? Um, I think that I, I've never done acid. I will someday. Maybe actually, I don't know. I think I'm going to stick with my relationship shrooms right now. I um, stuck with shrooms exclusively for probably the first, for like, honestly, like nine years. And then I was like, okay, I feel like I'll try acid now. Well, here's what happened. Okay. Well, first off, I just want to say <clears throat> that wasn't that mean, but I do think mine are like that where it's only like a couple times. Like it's like, I only had one relationship where we fought a lot and it's because there was no trust on either end. I feel like, but otherwise it's normally like there's three big ones and it normally does have to do with me. Like drinking or something, you know, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not the fight, but it would never escalate to that place. You know what I mean? Like, I, but I feel like my last one was really good. We got in like only three fights, the whole relationship. So you're like, it was a week long relationship. No. How long was the relationship? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, he's dead. But he had a really nice time. <laughs> no. Um, we, it was like a year. It was like a year. Oh yeah. That's a great ratio. Yeah. And it felt good. And honestly, sometimes I'm like, the thing is this, I'm already a really blunt and open person. So you I are. I really respect it about you. Well, thank you. But I love that about you too. But for me, that's why you're like, I'm lying. <laughs> I think that you don't know me. Don't fucking say that. <laughs> that's why when I drink, it can be like extra. Cause I feel like I'm already at a lot of people's level of when they have like two drinks of yeah. open. So then I think all of a sudden I'll like, you know what I mean? Like I got like really drunk once in Chicago and there was this one guy and I was like, who I wasn't even dating, who was just a guy who would like always date younger people in the scene. And I like went up to him and I was like, I was like, everyone talks about how you hit on younger girls and everyone's disgusted by it. <laughs> And then like someone told me the next day and I was like, Ooh, but he did need to hear. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But okay. The reason I want to ask it is basically because one of my friends in college did it and it can trigger, which I think people can, but this is my anxiety with it because once again, I am mentally ill. Did he get schizophrenia? So I'm, scared, I'm scared because I watched it trigger hers and she's like still not the same. And it was really, really scary to watch. Yeah. That's part of why, cause I also like fun fact, like truly like my mom, like works in that field of like, <laughs> like people who have like been not, I have like mental health yeah. issues, like yeah. correlated to substance abuse. And it's yes. like, so I, that was always very present for me. And I think that's why I didn't touch any of it until I got a lot older because I also have a friend who's a doctor who, who like edited a book that was about like mental illness triggered by like cannabis and by like LSD and stuff and by cannabis cannabis. and it can happen. But the older you get, like the much likely by the time you're 30, I think you're like totally in the clear, not totally in the clear, but like mostly in the clear. See, sometimes, yeah, that's the thing. I just don't want to, like, I don't need that riddle in my life. That seems like a fucking (laughs) nightmare. Do you think I'm okay? I think you're going to be fine. I don't think you're schizophrenic. Me either. The reason you're not schizophrenic, wait, this is offensive to people who are schizophrenic. (laughs) 
Uh, well, what is it? I tell was going to say, like, I feel like if you heard a voice, you would immediately tell someone about it. You would be like, wait, did you guys hear that? And then I'd be like, no. And you'd be like, okay, well, there's someone here and they're literally telling me to go get a pizza. Like, I would definitely. That's what happened is my friend was like really open and cool. And she started telling us like, she'd be like, Johnny's not real. You guys are making him up. You're lying. And we're like, no, he's right there. And he's feeling awkward. <laughs> you know, Oof, like, Johnny's that's like, so at us, sad. Like, what do I do? The person who's like not real gets like, so, so it's like awkward for them, you know, because they're sort of like, do we're me and my cousin started. used to do that to my sister where she would, we would like get really annoyed with my younger sister and she would be like she'd be like what do you guys want to do today and we'd be like was that the wind and she would get (laughs) we were like fully bullying my sister and she was like stop like we thought it was so funny i was okay wait so every episode do you normally say when you started drinking and stuff like that you already said right away i don't know that i've i guess like it comes so normally it really depends on the guests like if it's like someone like this, who's like my friend and who also does comedy, I feel like we half talk about going out in restaurants and bars and then half talk about like literally whatever we want, a la like how we came out and like breastfeeding your mother. But like, but like if it's a more like a food person or like a food personality, like we'll really like get in the mud about like food and restaurants and wine. Um, Okay. I love that. Are you a big foodie? I worked in restaurants for like 10 years. So I worked in restaurants too, but I was always a vegetarian, but I'd work in like butcher shops and stuff. Oh, wow. That's intense. But I do like food running. I kept it like low key. Okay. Respect. I think that's healthier. I should have gone. I went too hard into serving. Yeah. I like had a career in restaurants that kind of, I think like stunted my comedic development for a second there, but then I got out. I literally couldn't disagree more that it stunted because genuinely you were able to make bank while all the other jobs were making nothing because servers honestly did make so much more. And also now you have all that stuff of like, you can really tell when comedians writing have only been around comedians. That's actually really true. That's Not actually mean, but I just like feel like you're doing amazing and you have more layers in your mind. I'm so grateful for all my random jobs. No, me too. Now they are like, I don't only know what comedians think. Yeah, you're right. You just caught me, you know, like flexing an insecurity and I appreciate you stopping me there. Well, I just would think you're doing really great. I mean, you're my mom's favorite comedian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. She's like, she's, I'm holding her. She's sucking on my dick. <laughs> she's like, when is Jake releasing another video? <laughs> um, no, no, no. She's good. Um, um, but that, that, sorry. No, <laughs> we're already at the end. Like this went by I know, so fast. I could tell, I could tell. I could tell because I have another question. I go, we're at the end. Wait, no, ask your question and then we'll do the last thing and then it's done. No, but that's the thing is that, well, I was just going to actually say that I loved going out with you when you were in town because we actually did karaoke. That was really fun. For me, I like to do a deep cut that's sort of like emotional and I feel like a lot of people won't. And so I try to do like a fun song. And when you went up and did Fiona Apple and the room totally shifted, (laughs) I was really appreciative of that. A woman came up to me after and said, that was amazing. And I really appreciated that. And I do think it was just the energetic choice of it because... (laughs) I well, also, also Ruby did like that quiet song. I think it was a huge one and you can tell who's cool in the room right away. Right away I go, okay, who do I want to have a crush on? Yeah, absolutely. I did Fiona Apple, um, paper bag. And I then had to do I did a stand-up show recently where they made us also it was like an it was like a charity show where they were like raising money. So they also did this thing where like audience members had to like bid on money to like get you to sing a song karaoke after your set. And I did once again, it was, it was like insane, but I did Fiona Apple paper bag again. And you were doing the same one. Okay. I was doing the same one. Someone non-consensually posted it on Insta stories. And so I got to like hear it back. And I was like, Ooh, like knew I wasn't a singer, but like, wow, I'm actually so bad. Like this is really brutal. Um, 
No, it was not like that. I think you're really good, but it can be scary to hear it back. No. Okay. So in the vein of liking going out together, the way we usually end the show is that we plan our next night out together. (gasps) I'm so excited. Okay. Amazing. Okay. Well, when is this episode released? Probably in like a couple months, to be honest, like probably August. I love that. Well, because I was going to say that if you, are you in New York? I'm in New York. I'll be in Scotland for all of August. Are you doing Fringe? No, no, you'll be shooting. I, would lo- I have to be, sh- I'll be shooting, but I will, we have to have a new word for that. <laughs> um, but I will be um, in North Carolina for August and September. But then next, like 2023, I want to spend like a whole month in stand- in New York, at least doing stand up because I just, yes, like, out there and stuff. But I am going to be in New York literally in like a week for a few nights. If you are free, any of them, we can go out then, but otherwise it's going to be 2023. Okay. So let's, let's hope it's in the next three nights okay. or in those three nights. When are they? July 2nd, 3rd and 4th. But the, so basically the second or third, you'd have to see me. So I'm, abs- can, I'm okay. absolutely on fire Island when you're here. That's devastating. You're on fire Island. I'm on fire. Come wait. wait, that's so fun. I've never been. Okay. Wait, but let's, so let's say hypothetically I am clone myself and I'm here. I'm also here. What would we want to do? And then we'll just, if we don't make it happen, we'll do it in 2023. Well, the thing is this, I don't, I feel like I haven't been able to go out that much in New York as an adult, because whenever I'm there, all I do is comedy shows. So like, what is, is there, there's no lesbian bars in LA or Chicago. Are there lesbian bars? Yep. In New we'll York? take you to lesbian bars. So we'll do cubby hole. Okay. I've only been to Cubbyhole on like margarita night where they have like, I think it's like two or $3 margaritas. And I feel like everyone's 20 and a half. And no, that doesn't sound fun. No, but we, I think just, you need to say, do it to do it. And then I think the one from what I understand, like the great one is gingers, which is in park slopes. We can go there. And then I also feel like the gay bars have a nice, some of the gay bars have a nice lesbian contingent as well. Okay. Amazing. And what's your favorite one? I really like Exley and I like Nowhere Bar are probably my two favorite gay bars. I like the bar with Nowhere. So I think if we go out, hypothetically, we go to Nowhere Bar. We okay. start out with the lesbian places just so I can get a vibe. But then, of course, it's going to get smoothie fast. Wait, these are all on the same train. We could start, like, we could go just right across the L on all three of these. That's what we'll do. Okay, perfect. That sounds really fun. Because but- honestly, if I, like, get really successful, I'm going to just open a lesbian bar in, like, Chicago when I'm 50 because it makes me sick that there aren't any. No, that's amazing. And I'll feel really safe in those spaces. So I think what we'll also do is I'm going to have you bring me one of those weed sodas. I'm going to try one. Yes! You'll love them. I use Wonder. Okay, cool. But if you if you bring the 20 milligram, I will die and you will be charged with manslaughter. I need the five. <laughs> no, you're going to get really cute. We're going to kiss. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Thank you so much for having me. This I really, really love This was so you. fun. Thank you so much for listening to Going Out with Jake Cornell. If you could please go and rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this on, that would be really gorgeous for me in a huge way. So thank you. And now for some credits. Going Out with Jake Cornell is recorded in New York City and produced by Keith Beavers and Katie Brown. The music you're hearing is by Darby Seesai. The cover art you're probably looking at was photographed by M. Cooper and designed by Danielle Grinberg. And a special shout out to Vinepair co-founders Josh Mallon and Adam Teeter for making all of this possible. <laughs>